Moonies! Welcome to the Sarah Moon Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with multimedia content creator Lisa De La Cruz. She's the podcast host of The Wonder of Anime and owner of the anime embroidery shop, The Wonder of Anime Shop. I am super excited. I've been wanting to have her on the show for a really long time now, and I was on her show. And yeah, welcome, Lisa! Hi, it's an honor to be here. Um, I feel like I am the president of the Sailor Moon fan club fan club. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Nobody know. I just announced that right now. Exclusive for your podcast. I am the president of the fan club's fan club. (laughs) (laughs) You know, honestly, like, yes. Own it. I love it. That's amazing. (laughs) You've really been like such an amazing supporter of the podcast since the beginning. I really appreciate it. And love that you're a Sailor Moon fan, of course. Yes. So, I, always, I always try to like I remember like I saw your podcast as it was coming out like I think you hadn't even dropped an episode and I was like yo I love this like I immediately like I love other women doing podcasts other black women other women of color so immediately I was like oh I'm here for it and then I've been here for it <laughs> yeah you really have like day one you've been here and just like amazing um but yeah so as you know First question is, what's your first memory of watching Sailor Moon? Ooh, this one, I feel like, I I vividly remember, I used to live in New York, and we had like this, you know those TVs that were also furniture? <laughs> that was yes. like a box. And I just remember sitting in front of the TV and watching Sailor Moon. Like, I don't remember an episode. I don't remember anything like that. Like, I just remember that I know that I watched it. And then I remember specifically, um, my dad used to like have this like side job where he cleaned bingo halls, (laughs) this is so specific. But afterwards we would always go to like a local Kmart and Kmart would have all the Sailor Moon dolls. And I was like, I want this. Like, I just remember vividly like being like, I need these dolls in my life. And my parents were like, psych, no, you don't. But for some reason, those two (laughs) memories are like, and I had to have been like four or five. And I just remember like, yes, this, whatever this is, I want it and I'm all here for it. Yeah. Oh my God. You brought me back with the TV as furniture. I forgot about that. And <laughs> honestly, like that's a good use of space. Like they need to bring that back. <laughs> right. And you would just put stuff. I remember my parents would always be like, don't put a cup on like, cause you don't want to like spill anything on it. And mm-hmm. looking back, I'm like, that wood was indestructible. <laughs> It really was. (laughs) Nothing was breaking that. (laughs) Nothing was getting through. Now you like look the wrong way at a TV and it's like, sorry, don't work anymore. (laughs) Yes. You just like, or you see those like videos that go viral of people like breaking TVs during like a sporting thing. I'm like, back then you could drop the TV and it would be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Like it will hurt you before you hurt it. Yes. Agreed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and what did you say? You said your dad, he did what? He like, my dad was like a landscaper, but he also would get like random side jobs. So the side job was cleaning, um, bingo halls, but this was in, I lived in Brooklyn and this was in Long Island. So specifically in Long Island was where the Kmart was. And we never really went to Kmart like that, except when we went to help him do that bingo cleaning job. Gotcha. I heard bingo and I was like, is it bingo cards? Is he like scratching off the like, <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Like the like wiping out people's names. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I need to know. Um, but yeah, I don't know what it is. I have I have fond memories of Kmart and Sailor Moon too. Because that's where um, I got my Sailor Moon movies on VHS. Like I think I got one at a time. They were $20 each. And I remember like, I went with my dad also. And I was like, oh, Sailor Moon movie. And I was like, I didn't know there was a movie and got it. And then I think, like, each other time, like, over the space of a few months, I'll be like, there's another movie. Can I get it? (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we just got you the other movie. Right. And and I think people, like, you know, now, because, like, Walmart and Target, but, like, Kmart was that girl. Like, Kmart was everything. You know, rest in peace, although there's Mm -hmm. still some around. But Kmart was a staple for so many people because it was, like, the biggest I guess I forget what those type of stores are called like it was just the biggest type of those stores until Walmart and Target were like psych girl we're here yeah like Walmart for some reason we never really went we went to Kmart a lot and 
Yeah, and had like the little Caesars. I don't know if you has had a little Caesars. We had little yes. Caesars inside. Like it was just a spot, like you said. And later on, we started going to Walmart. And then I didn't go to start going to Target till like later. I still rarely go to Target because I'm like, y'all a little pricey. I go here when I want to feel fancy. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone because I too, like I'll go to Target, but I'm not like one of those people that like, oops, came out and spent $300. No, like Target is my second or if I'm looking for very specific items that are only in Target. Otherwise, I'm not, I'm, I'll go to a Walmart. Yeah, I I usually try to go to Walmart. I do. I am the oops. I spent a hundred dollars though, because I'm <laughs> at Target. But that's just because I'm like, do that at every store. <laughs> that I I listen. I have those moments where I do that too. <laughs> yo yo, it's hard. You know, it's hard. <laughs> but um, so going back to Sailor Moon, um, watching it. Uh, so when, when would you say is the second time you watched it and you were like, this is what it is or like, you know, I feel like when I was maybe in, I I remember the movie, right? Like I remember, I think maybe when I was like in fifth grade, I had moved to Pennsylvania and we, like that's kind of like when I was watching um, Inuyasha and, and I like fell in love with Inuyasha and I had been watching anime, but I didn't know it was anime like Cardcaptor Sakura, Digimon, Pokemon. But when I moved, I remember going to like a thrift store and I remember getting the Sailor Moon movie in on VHS. So I remember then I would go to the library and I would like try to borrow the VHSs like as I could for Sailor Moon. But then it wasn't maybe until I was like in, whoa, somebody's calling me. Until I was in, maybe I would say like high school or, that I really like sat down and like went through and watched, I think the first season. I watched up until Chibi Moon came and then I was like, okay, she's annoying me. And then I never like finished <laughs> fully watching. Like I know what happens cause of like, I think everybody knows the story and what happens. But I like stopped my rewatch once Shibby Moon came back in the picture, and I was like, "All right, girl," and I just closed my laptop. <laughs> That's understandable. That uh, I think it's uh, supers the fourth season. It's kind of hard to get through a little bit for because of Shibby Moon. Because I'm like, "Oh, this this is a lot of story on her." <laughs> and but, I think uh, like her introduction too. Like it was very abrupt, and I felt like at that part of the show like it seems like oh like usagi and mamaru like they're good in their relationship and then like she comes along and you're like these people just finally got to <laughs> and he just came back like she get her memory and then like this second part i think and i'm this and i do this with many shows like many shows i've dropped because everything's good and then it gets messed up again and i'm like i can't deal with this heartbreak so i think that's the reason why it was just like after that I was like okay I need to stop I could see that yeah it is hard I I do like I do I also don't like like the oh they're good again and oh no this horrible thing happened and they can't be together and it's like no they just got together they were happy like why are you doing this to me right Um, but yeah yeah she definitely throws a wrench in things um but for some reason it never bothered me funny enough because I don't like that either I have to think about that she is very cute though and um mm-hmm. is it in the movie with pegasus like i was like okay like i like this part of it but in yeah. the beginning i was just like girl go away <laughs> you messing things up yeah i think i was just like who is this person what's going on and then i just really like that that backstory they get into and all that good stuff um, yes so speaking of like so we know which one which moments you don't like what what's would you say some of your favorite moments or episodes oh i definitely think i'm trying to remember they were so i feel like i have like this general like i'm just like oh my god i love sailor moon and then i think about it and i'm like do i know anything <laughs> but definitely i would feel like a lot of that because i think it wasn't until like like the first couple maybe 10 or 15 episodes it's just sailor moon sailor mercury and sailor mars mm-hmm. right and then yeah. venus joined later and then so those episodes when it was kind of like just them at the beginning like i think those episodes were always like very fun because they're kind of just like all right like what what are we doing like what are we we have no idea we're kind of like figuring it out 
Um, and then I think it was funny when Sailor Venus joined because she kind of had like she'd been doing this. She was like Sailor V, like she had her whole bang together. But then and I think too, maybe like for the audience, like you would expect like a character like her to kind of be like a mean girl or like, I've been doing this girl, sit back. And she actually like fit the group so well. So I think those are some of my favorite memories. I also love the one wherever, whenever Usagi got to use that pen that she could be other people. Like those gadgets were always my favorite part of the show because I'm like, I need that pen in my life. Like I want to be different people. And I feel like, often shows like they have those tools and they'll bring them for one episode and then you never see them ever again. And I feel like Sailor Moon always reused the different, the compact mirrors. Um, I think Mercury had like a little handheld cell phone before it was a cell phone and they could see her talking. Like those gadgets and those stuff were always like some of my favorite, favorite aspects of Sailor Moon. Yeah, I love the gadgets too. I never even realized it until one of the guests, um, Ryan uh, Lasala, I think, he talked about like Mercury having like, um, when she presses her earrings, like glasses come up. And I was like, I didn't yes. realize that was happening. Like, that's that's so true. It's so cool. Um, yeah, and I love the Luna pen too. Like, that is, I have, um, I've had it on my keychain for the longest, um, for one set of my keys, because I'm just like, I want to like pretend like I have a pen that I can transform into somebody. <laughs> yeah that's really cool right and I think too like a lot of and maybe this is just me because I like love Sailor Moon but I feel like then a lot of other shows kind of had similar uh, like um elements that followed like do you remember the show Totally Spies yes I love that show me too and I feel like a lot like whether they had not admitted or not like they had some inspiration from Sailor Moon because they also were like gadget heavy and I think that's another reason that I liked it and they had similarly like the lipstick would become a weapon and the like, little compact would become something and I feel like Sailor Moon like she set the song for that because it's like no people like and it's and it was specifically like these girly powered items that were like, oh, this item is going to like kick your ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's true. They would be like lipstick and it's like, actually, it's this thing that like can. Bite. Oh, you think this is lipstick? Right. Ooh. And it's like with Sailor Moon, like the tiara power that she had, like mm-hmm. the ultimate girly accessory and that when she would whip it out and then would boomerang people when it works i feel like there was some moments where like it would just fall <laughs> it did not work oh yeah yeah it did but i'm twice. just like <laughs> yeah. i feel like those moments were just like you're just like yes i'm gonna take my headband and do the same thing <laughs> that's such a good point i never made that connection before because like you said like she has like the tiara and they have like these like wands and watches and like compacts and earrings and they're like mm-hmm. oh no we're gonna use all of these and like as weapons and yeah you're right totally spies does that too i think i think there is some some inspiration going on there i'll yeah. claim it <laughs> i claim it too i'm gonna i'm gonna look that up <laughs> and see I, I i see it i see it totally um yeah oh that's really good yeah i was really sad too she doesn't use the luna pen as much in like later seasons but right that first season was really fun and yeah you're right like when it's just three of them it's really cool and then i think venus does a really good job of like balancing out the group and like kind of like bringing this experience but not like overriding you know anything and just being like yeah i'm just chill I'm here <laughs> Bye. right and and I think they too like I also like I love Jupiter. I didn't mention her yet, but I feel mm-hmm. like she's one of the best. But I feel like too like the one thing that they do very well is like like Serena Usagi. I call her both because like I grew up watching the dub, but then like when I rewatched it, I watched sub. But like when she's like the leader, and they're just like, "Girl, you like a crybaby, and you cry all the time, and you're eating all the time," but we love and accept you as a leader like i love that sailor moon like at least to my memory like didn't really try to do that trope where it's like we're gonna fight and see who really is the leader of the group everyone kind of just accepted it and was like supportive whether you know they butted head with usagi as a person but not necessarily her as sailor moon being the leader of the group they kind of did a little bit later (laughs) but 
I'm going to forget that happened. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I forget things too. I'd be like, oh yeah, that did happen. <laughs> but yeah, no, but for the most part, you're right. Like they did accept her as the leader of the group. And I think over time they saw like how, why she should be the leader. And like they, like it's kind of cool to see them kind of have all this confidence in her at Sailor Moon. Like you'll see when she comes on the scene, they're like, Sailor Moon is here. Like they're like really excited and happy and like relieved. And it's just, it's really cool considering like with Serena slash Usagi, they're like, she's late again. <laughs> like, they're like, girl, I'm so tired of you always crying. Right. Like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, she definitely comes into that leadership role and it's it's really cool to watch. Um, we talked about a lot of Sailor Scouts just now, but which one is your favorite? So it's so funny too, because like, I, since I've listened to other episodes of yours, like I always like see different scouts at like mm-hmm. in different lights. But like, I was always that like girl, like I was Sailor Moon, like Sailor mm-hmm. Moon was me, I'm Sailor Moon. And not because she was the leader and the star, I mean, the show was named after her, but <laughs> I just always like identified with her because I was like the baby and the cry baby and I love eating and, you know, sleeping. And those are her main personality traits. But I just, I feel like she's just the best. Like, even, even in, she definitely got her fault. And, you know, a lot of people find her annoying. And that's okay, because a lot of people probably find me annoying. And I just think, like, her story of just being that unlikely hero. Like, yeah, it could have been Sailor Venus, because, you know, that was the original concept of everything. But instead of being the person that had it all together, it's like, hey, she doesn't have it all together, but she has heart. And it kind of reminds me of like Deku, where like a lot of people are like, they're from My Hero Academia. And a lot of people are like, oh, Deku's so annoying and he's a crybaby. And it's like, yeah, that's the point. Like, you don't start off being the best hero ever. It's like you work towards it and you learn about yourself and your heart is what matters. So I feel like that's why Sailor Moon is just always my favorite. Yeah, no, it's it's the same for me. I'm sure you know. I love Sailor Moon. She's my favorite too. And yeah, it's funny. Everyone that every time someone comes on the podcast, I'm always like, "Oh my god, I can see, I can totally see that." Like that that is a really good reason to love that. Like Sailor Senshi, but Sailor Moon still remains to be my favorite. And yeah, when I watched um My Hair Academia, that's exactly I think one of the reasons that drew me to the show because it had like so much heart in that same kind of like underdog like he's not the best but he's he's trying his best and he's like <laughs> even though i think too like with sailor moon and deku like they both aren't the strongest and they both aren't like the best but the fact that they show up knowing that mm-hmm. to still fight like says so much to me yeah and it's also too like I, maybe maybe we need a side podcast of the parallels because I, now yeah. that i'm realizing this like and i think too with with deku like a lot of people are like, well, why is it you? Like, why are you the one getting chosen? And when it could have been somebody clearly so much better, like Mirio, I guess, was supposed to inherit all for one. But it's like, mm-hmm. that doesn't make for a good story <laughs> if, if you just get the strongest person ever. And Deku, because I'll be honest, I started My Hero Academia and that first episode, I was like, canceled. I'm not watching this ever again. And then months later, I got back into it. But similarly, like a lot of people rag on him for the same reasons that they ragged on Sailor Moon, where it was like, oh, she's so emotional. She's always crying. And it's like, well, why is that a bad thing? Like you like, of course, we see Iron Man and we're used to all these superheroes that don't really are unfazed by the drama or the the things that are going on. But it's like these things really do hurt. And you get kind of like that human side, especially with Fusagi. Like, yeah, she's always crying a lot whether it's you know in action or her personal life but Mm -hmm. she feels things and that's what makes her a better hero because she was always especially like when her friend um and that was very like first couple episodes when her friend falls in love with that evil guy and molly yes and she and she tells her like i know what it feels like to be in love so like i understand where you're like i feel for you and i feel like that's what makes that's what gives it heart. So when people are like, oh, they're just crybabies. I'm like, yes, they are crybabies. And that's what makes them strong because they have those human elements and emotions. Yeah, it's so important to have because otherwise you just lose all your compassion for people. And 
that does not make a great hero. I don't know if you've been watching Captain America or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but as we've seen with the other Captain America. <laughs> I haven't, but I have with Twitter now. You feel like yeah. you watch the show even if you don't watch the show. Right. And I'm not, I don't think this is a spoiler, but obviously no one really likes the other Captain America. He he, he lacks kind of the, that compassion aspect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that just shows, you know, you need it to be a good yes. hero. Yeah. It's not always just strength. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. Yeah. It's not just strength. Um, but yeah. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about you. Um, yeah, it's, it's time for that. Um, so, what made you want to start the Wonder of Anime podcast? And like, yeah, how did that come about? So, and I think you were on my podcast before it was the Wonder of Anime podcast. So okay. I had actually started <laughs> podcasting. Ooh, hold on, my memories. <laughs> Who am I? Wait, I feel was like it- quarantine has ruined my brain? I think same. I started podcasting. Wow, I think it's five years ago. Maybe I can't do the math. Eighteen, nine, yeah. Five years ago, I started podcasting in 2017. Um, and I actually started before that. I'm lying. That's four years. Excuse this is my math. I'm bad so, at math, too. I was going along with it. I was like, yeah, that's five years. <laughs> I was like, wait, no, that's not. So I actually started off as a blogger. And I was um, had the wonder of Ivy, which, fun fact, a lot of people think my name is Ivy. It is not. It's Obviously, it's Lisa, but I started off as a blog, The Wonder of Ivy, and then two years in, I was like, well, I love interviewing people, like, I love talking to people, let me make it into a podcast, so from 2017 till last year, and even before I officially made the switch, I was interviewing people about just anybody, like, people in my local community, mostly that were doing things that I thought were like amazing or inspirational, like running a business. Maybe they also had a podcast. Maybe they were doing some type of venture that was cool because I have a passion in like storytelling. And I think everybody has a story that kind of deserves to be told. But I always liked anime and I slowly like was kind of introducing some anime stuff. And then I remember I had like done a poll on my Instagram and I was like, how'd you guys feel if I start talking about anime? And everybody said no. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, this wow. is not, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I kind of was just like, oh, whatever. Like I just left it as a back burner. And then sometimes I would do like anime type of stuff. And then at the end of 20, um, like summer of 2019, I was like, I don't know what it was. Like somebody was talking about a con and I was like, well, I've never gone to a con and I've always wanted to go. And I'm like, well, I do this blog thing. Like maybe I can use that as a chance to do press. So then I started going to cons as press and I got the opportunity to interview Santhi Wen, um, who's just so amazing. She's a voice actress and she's been in like Persona 5 and um, just a whole bunch of other stuff. And once I interviewed her, I kind of was like, well, this is really cool. Like this other side of anime. And then after that, like 2020, I like once coronavirus like happened and because I used to record my podcast in person. So I would record with people like locally in person. I'm like, well, now that everything's remote, like, why don't I start like reaching out to like other anime people that I love online? And then I kind of just started going from there. And I realized like I was just doing interviews with other podcasters, cosplayers and Then I was like, started to reach out to voice actors. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not even interviewing local people anymore. I was like, almost every single episode has been about anime. Like, I don't know what I'm waiting for. Like, I just need to just stop and just focus on anime because really that's what I love. And that's what is inspired, like inspiring me to keep motivating. So inspired me to keep going. I don't even speak English right now, but (laughs) because of that. So that's kind of, I then officially I think it was September October like once I commissioned a new logo I officially was like all right this is the wonder of anime podcast and I'm just full leaning into it because I was also doing like YouTube videos about anime and stuff and I was kind of keeping those things separate and I'm like actually no let's all put it together so that's kind of where the like the name change and stuff occurred but even still interviewing voice you know voice actors or anime creatives like I just love storytelling and I love 
anime and being able to be like, okay, so what is your story regarding anime? Like what inspired you to start making anime content or being an anime voice actor? So I feel like that was like the marriage of everything that I would love and was doing and then adding in that anime portion and being able to be like, I can do it all together. I don't know why I kept thinking I had to separate these things. Yeah, yeah, you can do it all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm glad I'm not, I wasn't thinking wrong because before I, I had in my notes the Wonder of Ivy podcast and I, and then I looked at your Twitter and I was like, oh, it's the Wonder of Anime? And I was like, where did I, I thought it was Wonder of Ivy. And I was like, I guess it's not. I'm just like thinking of the wrong thing, but there was a change. I feel a little bit better now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and, I, and I still like kept like my website still the Wonder of Ivy and my mm-hmm socials are still the wonder of ivy because the like so the wonder of ivy um ivy is for four like roman numeral four and that's my life number so Ah. yeah and then wonder like i got that because of like wonder woman and i I think you should live your life with a sense of wonder so i still kept that because i feel like that gives me the freedom in case like I do like I have other things that I like sometimes too that are like maybe not anime related like once in a blue I'll be like oh my god this album touched my life so I still want to talk about that or I still like I write personal essays sometimes so I feel like I still kept that because I feel like I am the wonder of Ivy but then I'm like the wonder of anime is like the name of the the podcast or the YouTube stuff that I do but it was it does confuse people and people are always like yo Ivy and I'm like who and I never like look because I don't think it's me right oh man yeah that must get hard (laughs) well all the time people figure it out eventually (laughs) um also on your podcast I have to talk about that you interviewed Robbie Damon who is the voice of Tuxedo Mask and the Viz Media Redub yes how was was that yeah (laughs) That was like a dream come true because um, when I actually like immediately, like when I was leaning to like message out to him, I didn't realize that he was the voice of um, Mamoru in the dub. Mm -hmm. I just knew um, the God of high school was happening and that like, I really liked the God of high school and he was cast as Jin Mori and I was like, oh my God, this is so awesome. And that's like what led me to reach out to him because um, he is of Native American descent and my best friend is Native American. So I was like, oh my God, like this is this is him. And I was like, I'm gonna reach out to him and like interview him and you know, he accepted. And then we had the interview scheduled, but it wasn't, um, it didn't happen yet. And then they announced that he was gonna be in Jujutsu Kaisen. So I was like freaking out because I love Jujutsu Kaisen and he's Megami, one of my favorite characters. And then like I did some prep um, prior and then I was like, I looked through like all his credits and stuff. Cause he has credits too in like some Disney channel shows, some Nickelodeon stuff, I think. And then I was like, wait a minute, he was in <laughs> Sailor Moon. And I was like, and as I'm like, like Googling him and stuff, all these like interviews of him. And they always mentioned that he was in the Sailor Moon redub. And I knew that they had redubbed the Sailor Moon, um, the Sailor Moon. I knew they realized they redubbed Sailor Moon, but I like, I'm so used to the original cast, like the first people that I never like listened to the redub or anything like that. Um, I either know the original or the sub. So once I saw that, I was like, oh my God, but him as a person like he is everything that you would want like Mamoru to be like he is so nice and fun like I was so scared to interview him and when we were done interviewing I was like oh this is one of my best friends like he is so (laughs) sweet and he's like he's just the best and I'm just like this is the perfect like this would have been the perfect uh Mamoru because he's just like so versatile and he has all these different elements but he's a really a sweetheart and I'm like I can't think of no one better to be this <laughs> to be Mamoru like I can't think of another actor because Mamoru was also very funny and yeah I think a lot of people you know because we just think of him as useless or also really hot um so you don't think of Tuxedo Mask as like oh he's like funny but Mamoru was hilarious and he always had these jokes about Sailor Moon he was always making fun of her and kind of like 
just being mean, but in like that, oh, I love you type of way. And I think like Robbie is just embodies that so much. So I'm just like, yes, you, you do it all. You're amazing. <laughs> yeah. I follow him on Twitter um, from the podcast page. And every time I see him, I'm like, he's just so cool. Like, he's just like the perfect tuxedo mask. Like, he works in my room. Like, I want to see him in a live action. <laughs> I agree. And it's just like, and I think too, like, I I don't really watch a lot of dub, but like obviously researching him and stuff, like I had like listened to him do the Megami and then do Jin Mori from um the the God of High School. And I'm like, you're so versatile. Like it's so obviously as an actor, but some people kind of get pigeonholed in the same type of roles. So it's very fun to see him go from like Mamoru to being Jim Mori, who's like this funny goofball, to then being Megami, who's like a very serious character. I'm just like, what don't you do? You're so dreamy. <laughs> he is. He really is. I also love the redub for just being so diverse too. Like he's like I said, he's Native American. The voice of Usagi is Asian, and the voice of Sailor Jupiter is Black. And I'm just like, this is lovely. <laughs> yes, that's what <laughs> we like to so see. Yeah, I love it so much. Um. And yeah, it's so cool that you got to interview him. I definitely need to get him on this show at some point in life, but that's for the future. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. It is happening. It's happening. <laughs> um, and then I do want to talk about your other venture too. So you started embroidery. Embroidery? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, what made you get into that? And like, yeah, how did that start? So, oh my God, I feel like I always have a backstory, but... Backstories before... are good. I, I love a good backstory. Origin story. Right. <laughs> like, it's like a whole little thing. But, but before I do yeah. that, I did want to say, like, a big reason I got that Robbie interview was because of you and our interview. Um, I, I cut this part out of our podcast, but me and you had, like, a really good conversation about, like, shooting my shot and not being afraid to interview people. And that, like, and you gave me, like, a lot of professional tips and stuff. And I was one so grateful for that, but like those were the skills that I used to book this interview. So I did just want to say that because, and like, I remember I was like, I messaged you. I was like, I did everything that you said and it worked, (laughs) (laughs) but it was, I just want to thank you for that. Cause that was like having you on and you like putting those gems. It was so amazing, (laughs) but it was just, it was just perfect. So now that that's out the way, um the embroidery (laughs) (laughs) well it's good because I I feel like too Mm -hmm. and I um like I said as I listen to your show like Mm -hmm. it's it's sometimes it feels like there's people that you want that do stuff you don't want the people there's people that are doing things that you want to do and sometimes it feels like you can't get there or you don't know how so when somebody is like here here's the secrets here's the tips like Mm -hmm. and makes it so that it's not a secret makes it like yeah, just do X, Y, and Z. Like that's really, um, you know, that's really helpful. And that kind of does tie in though into the embroidery thing because I had been wanting to do like some type of anime merch. Like I had, I'm not like into like a business person. Like I don't really like money or talking about money. Like I'm not driven by money in any way at all. And that's just me personally. I, I really get uncomfortable with money and things like that. But I also like, you know, shop at Hot Topic. And sometimes, you know, things can be expensive and then you're not getting like good quality or everybody has the same thing that you're wearing. <laughs> and last year, like during quarantine, I was like thinking like, I order off AliExpress a lot. Like I know it's like, you know, cheap items made. And then I was like realizing that a lot of people order on AliExpress and then make that their business. Like those pro, like you see those ads for like those lamps and they're selling it for like $50, $60. And then you go on AliExpress and it's $10. (laughs) And I was like, to me, like kudos to people who do that, like shout out to y'all. But to me, like that feels a little bit disingenuous. Um, And as somebody who works for their money, like, I think it's like a slap in the face when you are selling these cheap products for an expensive amount of money. Like, that's not worth it to me. And I feel like that's disrespectful to consumers. Um, So this year, I I, I had kind of like the business idea was kind of like in the back of my head. And this year, I've been like super into TikTok, embarrassingly, but whatever. 
I saw somebody doing embroidery and it wasn't anime embroidery. It was just like regular embroidery. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, this is amazing. And then I kind of like landed like on embroidery TikTok. And I remember like, it was like during a lunch break and I told my husband, I was like, I think I want to try embroidery. And he was like, okay, cool. Showed him like the TikTok. He was like, yeah, I definitely think you can do that. So I did as much research as I could. I like um, was on embroidery TikTok and then YouTube. And then I was like, okay, I think I can do this. And then I kind of just like took a leap of faith, bought a machine and the patterns that I use, I don't make them yet. I do plan to in the future, but you can just go on Etsy and like purchase the the designs and you're able to use them um, for items and stuff. So I was just like, Alrighty, this is cool. And then I just started kind of posting my trials on like Instagram and like people really love them. So I was like, you know what, like this is meant to be. And then that's how it happened. And I just wanted stuff that people could wear that they felt it was worth it to them. And it was unique in a sense where not a lot of people are wearing the same thing that you're wearing. Yeah. First off, shout out to the supportive husband. I know that's like supposed to be a normal thing, but you know, we gotta, we got the bars in hell. So yes, <laughs> shout out to the supportive husband. For real, um, the bars <laughs> below the ground. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that is so cool. Yeah. I love that. Like it was like through TikTok and you know, you're like, I want to make this like something unique. This is super cool. I, I really like it. I'm like already waiting to get like my, my stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. And it's just something that like, now that I'm in the embroidery world, like a lot of people, like businesses and stuff do embroidery, but I just think it's so unique because it's like this being on the back end of it, like it is nothing like this. And of course, you know, like it's inspired stuff, you know, don't want none of the brands coming after me, um, <laughs> but it is something that like, I, and this is kind of like a funny story. It didn't end up like, thankfully this didn't happened so somebody that I locally purchased an item in support and they had the item tracking number said delivered and they were like hey you know are you able to check the tracking number like I didn't get this and it says delivered and I was like oh okay I, I see this and then he's like damn like I think somebody stole it from my porch because you know porch pirates nowadays mm -hmm. And I was like, well, no worries. Like, I'll make you another one. It's not a problem. And luckily they didn't, like he did end up like getting it back. He like knocked on some neighbor's doors and then magically later the package appeared. Mm -hmm. But I had said to him, I'm like, if somebody stole it, then you know who stole it because I only made two other sweaters of those and I'm the other own like it's me somebody and then you so if somebody stole that like nobody else has that and then that kind of made me think too like I have like that idea was like wow like if you do order something from me it is a limited number and of course somebody else can buy the same design on Etsy and make it but like I know which one I made. So right. I know the colors that I use and I try to, I'm trying to make sure like I use stuff a little bit different than like other shops that I see. So I'm just like, wow, that is crazy. Like if you, if I make something like you're owning one of five or one of 10, cause I haven't made that many of that one. Yeah. It's like a, um, very custom. Super yes. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is true. I never thought of it. It's like exclusive. It's so fun. And it I is. Love to, and, mm -hmm. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I meant to mention this before, but it's so true about like once you figure out something you want to do and things just kind of come together, like when it's it's meant to be, like I feel like everything just kind of clicks and it's just like boom, boom, boom. Like it's just going and rolling on its own almost. Right. It's and, just, and, it's, and it's funny you say that because like, so I got the embroidery machine and the first, because I'm on my second one. And this is like a testament to what you're saying. So the first one that I got was, um, I, I knew it was like a starter one. And it was like $400 and the hoop size, which is like the size that you can embroider on is only four by four. So that's limited in how big the designs could be. Honestly, like those designs could be like a chest, like to the chest or whatever. So I had, I didn't even have the machine two full weeks and it broke. And 
I like the brand that it is. It's like, you got to go to a certified dealer to get it fixed, whatever. So I went, I took it to a certified dealer and they were like, you just got to return it. Like, they're like, it could be six to eight weeks to get this fixed. And honestly, like, cause I bought it off Amazon. So they're like, honestly, like it may be something that's refurbished. Like you don't even know or whatever. And then I was there and they were like, I was like, well, I'm already here. Like, let me look at some of the other like designs that you, you know, the things that you have, the machines. And then they had this machine that was $1,500. And I was like, oh my God, like, I no, it was, I think it was originally $1,500, but I got it for 1000. And I was there at the shop, like, well, I'm just like, I just have to make this decision because like, do I, am I really going to go full throttle with this business or am I just kind of like playing around with it? And I made that decision where I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to invest. And it hurt me because I'm like, I would not say like I'm cheap, but I'm very like, again, I'm not like a money person. So to me, like it has, I, it has to be worth it to me to spend my money. And at first, like I spent the money and I got the bigger machine and I was like, what did I do? Like, am I really making the right decision? And then I got home and I saw like the biggest potential, like the biggest uh, designs that I could make. And I was like, you know what? Like this, this was meant to be like, I was meant to break that first machine after I learned everything that I could. And then I got this new machine. And then like that next day I launched my shop. And then it's been good ever since. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that first machine served its purpose. And now it seems like you're you're almost like on your way to making all your money back if you haven't already. I did. I yeah. did make what I spent on the machine and the um like the like my startup material costs and stuff like that. There you um, go. But with that, like I, I'm really grateful, you know, tying it back to what we were saying of like people on TikTok being like hey this is because there was this black girl um that i saw that she has an it's not anime related but she has an embroidery shop and she literally was like this is where i get these materials this is where i get this and because of that like i had a starting ground to where to where to start to so whenever people ask me like you know how do you do xyz i'm like well here's everything that i learned because sharing people sharing their resources like got me started and then I could st- like help somebody else get started sharing those resources yeah pass it on yeah I remember mm-hmm. I think I watched one of your Instagram stories and you like showed like that you buy the embroidery like where you buy the embroidery um patterns and like how the machine works and I was just like oh this seems like doable so like maybe I can do it <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm not but it felt <laughs> like I could and I was just like this is cool like because I used to sell um way way like over 10 years ago and so I was just like "Ooh, like maybe I can get back into this sewing world this embroidery because I was just like was fascinated by embroidery and I was just like this is impossible I'm never gonna do this and then like when I saw your story I was like this actually seems very doable maybe I could do this honestly that you have some sewing background might be helpful I sold like when my grandma taught me when I was younger but Mm -hmm. I felt like I really went in blind and I will say at first it really felt like I was never like, I'm like, oh my God, like, cause it's so many moving parts, right? Like you get the design, but you gotta have the right type of fabric and the stabilizer, like all that stuff in the background. So at first I was like, what did I do? This is a great mistake. And then, (laughs) you know, you learn, you go on YouTube, you mess up, you're like, okay, why did this mess up this way? And you like learn those tips and tricks, but it does feel like, even at first when I felt like, man, I'm not getting this. I'm like, well, so-and-so on TikTok can do it. So I can do it. I just got to keep going. <laughs> yep. That's all. Just trial and error and keep it going. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's cool. It's been so great to see like the shop and this, the podcast and the blog and everything just like doing really great. I'm just like super happy and, and excited you. for you. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I would say it's a testament to like, just following like what your passion is right because like when I first started like doing the anime stuff like I was like well it's clear that nobody here like limiting myself to my town was like because all my supporters prior were from my town because you know people who know you listen to you so prior I was like you know I'm just doing this anime thing and I'm not even gonna um like, you know, whatever, like, I'm just doing it because I love it. And I don't care who's listening or who's watching or whatever. And since I've switched to doing anime, like, 
I have met so many amazing people online, you included, and like um, Phoenix from the anime team and Naja from mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, Blurdy Otome and all these people that I genuinely consider friends. And I can say, honestly, like since switching to anime, I have made like, I have more followers, more listeners, more supporters than ever before, because like I found other passionate people in those same lanes. And had I not taken that leap, like I would have been stuck with the same, you know, 50 listeners, not that they're like, shout out to them because they're amazing, but really expanding myself helped me expand my audience and find more like-minded people and a community, I would say of black and brown creators that are in the same lane as me. And that has been, I feel like really supportive. So I feel like if anybody like listening is like doubting or they're like, well, this is super niche. Like, I don't know, like this is the time because the community we're here, we're waiting for you. Yeah, I think that's the thing for me too. Like ever since starting this podcast, I've like so I've connected so much with like you said, the black and brown like nerdy community, especially in the anime community amongst women. It's just been so nice and fun and just like makes me so happy <laughs> that it exists. Yes. And it's just like so many, I mean, and even people that like, like, for example, Jackie of, of Adorned by Chi, like, I don't know her like personally, but like, I've interacted with her on social media. Like, I feel like, you know, destiny from getting animated and like all these amazing women and because we like are cool and we're in the same space like we may have never talked but I don't have an issue like tagging you in a tweet or you know tweeting at you because I know like you're gonna respond because like we're on that same thing and it's like that community like I've never felt that in another like fan or any other type of like you know other interests that I have like I've never felt that as I have felt like with this anime community yeah same for me completely it's it's so lovely so so lovely and um, even like people on your podcast like I've started like following and interacting with people that you've had on the podcast and they follow me now and I'm just like yay. yes this ecosystem <laughs> yes just building a moody empire <laughs> that's all that's all it is <laughs> slowly because yeah I just yeah I feel like everyone who's been on the podcast has just been so amazing and just really great people um Jackie and uh Destiny to, to you mentioned both of them have been on the podcast and it's just I don't know everyone's just so nice and great and I feel like it's just a testament to like how great Sailor Moon is and like all the things it taught us yes and then like I, I followed some of like you've had some different artists um mm -hmm. that you've had and then I started following them and becoming fans of their work and seeing you know that Sailor Moon influence and it's just like those shared values that we have from wanting to be these five girls who yeah <laughs> kicked ass like we all have the same sense of justice yep exactly it's it's great it's really really great um but you so you create merch but I want to know what's your favorite anime merch that you own Ooh, that is a good question. I I own way too much. Like, Same. oh my god. <laughs> um, I would say, like, hoodie. One, I'll give you one that I made and one that I haven't made. So one that I made is this Levi um that I wear all the time. This Levi embroidered sweatshirt, and mm -hmm. it's my favorite because I almost quit embroidery because it was just the the worst design. I've only made three. And that's it. I'm never making it again. <laughs> um, merch, like, I would say your merch, not just because I'm on your podcast. Like, I wear it all the time just because it's really, like, comfortable and, like, like, the best. Like, it's just so soft. And then, but, like, favorite, like, oh, my God, like, this design is everything. And, like, um, I would say has to be the items that I got from Hypeland or the Inuyasha collab that they did. I just like I just think it looks so unique and Hyphen is just such a huge inspiration because they're just everything that they touch is like gold. It's just so good. But yeah. I feel like it's just like the Hyphen, like the one shirt that I have is like the tie-dye Inuyasha one. And it's like my regular, like it combines something that I would wear. Like if it was just a tie-dye shirt with that design, like I would just wear that because it's dope. But then it also combines like my anime love. So it's like two two pieces that like 
into one thing that really embody my style. So wearing merch, I think that is like my favorite, my favorite, favorite. Love it. Yeah, no, I um, I still haven't got anything from Hype Land, but I really need to get on that. I'm like waiting for them to do a Sailor Moon collab something because I'm like, I know it's going to happen one day. But um, their Hunter, ex-Hunter stuff looks really cool and their Yu Hakusho stuff looks cool. So and the Uniyasha stuff. So I might, I might cave and get something from that collection. I'm always like, oh, maybe I should get a rug. <laughs> right. The rug. I want a rug from them so bad. But right now in my apartment, like I just do not have the space, and my cat would just attack the rug. So yeah, I was thing. like, but I definitely. And the one thing about Hypeland, like it made like I've never seen Hunter x Hunter. I've never seen um, Naruto. But I want to watch so I could like wear the merch because it's just so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Hunter x Hunter is amazing, as you may or may not know. Created by creative creator of Sailor Moon's husband, creator of Sailor Moon's husband created Hunter yeah. x Hunter, which and is like Yu Hakusho, right? And Yu Hakusho, yeah. I used to love Yu Yu Hakusho. It's so good, but um, but yeah, and Hunter x Hunter is is so great. Um, and I never finished Naruto, funny enough, but um, I try, I, I try. See, Hunter x Hunter, I've seen one episode three times. And every single time, like, I just can't get past that first episode. And I'm like, one day. But then I'm also confused because are there two or was it one started and they picked it up years ago? Like, what is the timeline? There are two. I think the one, I forgot when the first one came out, but then they, like, kind of not rebooted it, but I guess rebooted it in 2011. Kind of like with um, Full Metal Alchemist. But you got, like, the original, you got Brotherhood. Um... But yeah, so I think like the art style is like updated, but like the story's pretty much the same. Um, but I know a lot of people, I prefer the 2011 version. Um, I never watched the original version, but um, I didn't like the art that much. So I just so stick to the 2011 one. Maybe I'm starting with the wrong one then, because I didn't realize that, that there was two. And the one that I've been watching looks kind of old. So maybe I'm watching the wrong one. Oh, a- you might be, yeah. I thought it was a continue, like a continuation. Cause somebody said like they went on hold and then they came back. So maybe, you know what? I'm going to try again because I feel like maybe I'm watching the older one. Now everything makes, thanks for explaining that. Cause now it makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy. (laughs) I hope that you like it. If you ever uh, have the chance to go through it. it A lot of my faves want like all the, my faves love it. And I'm just like, Am I watching the same show? Like, please. I mean, I've also only watched one episode, so. But maybe I'm going to try and find the 2011 one and give it another shot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I did watch it in college when I had a lot more patience. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I haven't rewatched it since, but I remember just really liking it. And it does have its slow moments, but I feel like it starts off good-ish. Yeah. I don't know. I kept with it for some reason. <laughs> That's how I feel with Naruto, though, because Naruto came out and a lot of people watched it in high school and I didn't have Cartoon Network at the time. So I never like got into Naruto and I'm like, is it too late for me? And everybody's like, you know, you tell somebody you're going to watch Naruto and they're like, all right, girl, go to this website. It's going to tell you all the filler episodes. And I'm like, OK, if I got to open up a resource to watch this show. <laughs> Right now may not be the time for me. My husband is like still watching it and he refuses to watch anything else because he's been on like this Naruto binge. And I'm just like, that's good enough for me right now. I I could wait. That sounds that sounds reasonable. That sounds reasonable. Yeah, I I too had to open up the resource and it was just like, this is a lot of filler. I'll come back to this later. <laughs> like I watch all of Naruto, but I haven't watched Naruto Shippuden, but apparently there's like 200 episodes of filler between the two. And I've been like, should I watch this? Everyone's telling me I don't need to, but I'm like, well, what if something's important? And I'm just like, I don't know. Right. You always second know. guess your, I feel the, I feel the same mm-hmm. way with skipping fillers. I'm like, but what if? Right. In that one minute of canon that I missed. Yeah. Or like, what if it's like, I don't know, I want to be able to talk about it in its full, you know, entirety. And be like, yeah, remember that filler that was bad? <laughs> like, I want to have an opinion on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but one day, one day I'll, I'll, I'll get through Naruto. Um, I will too, with you, maybe. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel good in that. <laughs> Possibly one day, maybe. Um, yeah, so I think you kind of touched on this, but what advice would you have for someone either 
wants to start a podcast or wants to get into embroidery or an embroidery shop? I would say just do it. Like, don't wait until you have everything figured out. Like, just get it and learn along the way. I locally, like I said, I started my podcast locally. So I would do like um, workshops. I have... If anybody wants to start a podcast, I have I have the PowerPoints of like I would run workshops, right, to show people how to start a podcast or how to start a blog. And like a lot of reasons that people don't do things is because they feel like they have to have every I need to get the website ready. I need to get the the hosting and this. And sometimes I feel like what you're really doing is making excuses for yourself so you don't meet up to the expectations that you want to meet and when you start putting barriers or I forget what not barriers like you start putting stipulations like to when you're going to start something like unfortunately you're you're just never going to start it so just do it like it doesn't matter like I, I was interviewing um Delitza from she's in the Horimiya dub and she was telling me, um, she was saying that she did a demo. She did it on her iPhone. And that was her first demo until she got like what she needed to make a like better demo. And it's like, yeah, just start it. Just do it. Because if you're wait, oh, I need to get the, the best microphone. And I need to have like, I started on a SoundCloud plan that was like free until I reached the limit. And then I got the next level and the next level. And it's like, just do it because sometimes too i know people who wanted to start podcasts literally have spent hundreds of dollars of equipment there's not a podcast there's nothing there's no podcast they've never done anything they've resold the equipment at this time and it's just like because it had you started with the bare minimum you would have realized if it was for you or not so i definitely just and even with embroidery like embroidery is a little different because you do have to like get the machine and stuff but just start like just do it and then you can always return stuff like Amazon. If it's within two weeks, you could return it. No questions asked full refund. Like just in, but if you don't try, you're never going to know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like you said, like maybe you start with a $400 machine and not the $1,500 one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm sure and there's even cheaper. Some cheaper ones. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe start sewing and see if you like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if you just keep making excuses, like you're just not, you're just thinking of ways to give yourself an out without even trying. Mm, I love that. It's so true. It's so, so true. And that's how you can tell when something, like I said, something you really want to do or something you're kind of like, you think you want to do. So the time has come. (laughs) Just like Sailor Moon had the Sailor Moon says phrase at the end of every episode, what would your phrase be? So Sailor Lisa says... Hmm. See, this is one of those questions where I was like, I've been waiting for this moment. And then I'm like, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I feel, I'm like, do I have catchphrases? Oh. Hmm. This is good. But I think I would say, um, Sailor Lisa says, trust the process. Um, I just feel like so many times, like in our journeys or regardless, creative, your personal life, like, it's hard to trust things that we don't know or that we can't see, but sometimes you work and you work and you're not seeing the fruits of it. And then you give up. And maybe if you worked a little bit more, you would have gotten to the point that you want to get. And as much as we want to get to the end goal, the true, the true growth happens along the way. So it's like, trust the process because that's, that's what's going to lead you to where you want to be. But in that process is where you learn and grow. I love it. As always, that is so great. And I feel like you dropped so many gems throughout this episode, too. So that was everything was so great. Um, Yay! I finally love that I'm in this position. (laughs) Because I'm always getting gems dropped on me. So I'm glad that I can (laughs) reciprocate. You're dropping gems now. (laughs) Sprinkle, sprinkle. Yeah. Oh, and what's next for you? And where can people find you? So... People can find me on social media at The Wonder of Ivy. That's Instagram, Twitter. People still use Facebook. It's on there too. Um, my embroidery shop, I have the link in like my link tree, but if you want to go directly to it, is the wonder of And what's next for me? I definitely am overall working on getting into a, a routine so I can start making YouTube videos again. Um, but 
and getting my podcast back on a consistent schedule. But I will say something that I am, and I've already like announced this is I'm working on a clamp reread series. Um, I am a huge lover of clamp. Um, they are the masterminds behind Cardcaptor Sakura, Sailor Moon. And for those who don't follow me, I like have been obsessed with them. I own almost every single thing that they've ever made. So I started a uh, series where I will be rereading all of the uh, manga from their first series to their current series and then doing a YouTube review about it. So I've started with RG Veda and I'm, on, I'm taking my time because I feel like when I was younger, I used to just rush through manga and miss everything. And I really wanna like dissect and analyze, especially because a lot of people don't know, but like Clamp was doing like pro LGBTQ plus stuff like without realizing it, without saying like, this is what we're doing, like back in the day, like they have like non-binary characters. They have characters who were fluid in their sexuality or in their identity. And that's something that I really want to highlight. And they do have some problematic stuff um, that I'll get into too. But yeah, that's what I'm really like going to be doing my main focus on is this Clamp Reread series. Oh, that sounds so cool. I will definitely be tuning into that because I also love Clamp. And just everything that they represent. It's just like badass women creating manga and super cool. Um, yes. And um, be not not like <laughs> as I'm plugging somebody else, but mm. I think a really good precursor, um, Beyond the Bot. Um, Ooh, yeah. I think they used to be getting the robot, but now they're Beyond the Bot. Crystal, who you've had on your podcast, yeah. and I love her. She is also, she's amazing. And she also loves Clamp. And she did like a 20 minute clamp video on their Beyond the Bot YouTube channel. And I think that's a great precursor to the series that I will be doing because she dives into a lot of like how they have broken out of the mold of stereo stereotypically like shoujo, shonen, um, anime and manga. And she just like they did this whole deep dive. So I highly recommend if you're interested in clamp, like anybody listening, or even if you're not, but you kind of heard about them, definitely check out that video because it does give a lot of um, really good information as to like why they are the way that they are or they make those series, how they make them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'll definitely check that out because I love their stuff. They are super cool. Also, I'm not sure if Clamp did Sailor Moon, but it might be right. I'm trying to like remember. But I know there's there's probably some overlap though, for sure. But yeah, they they've done a lot though. I think I think um do you mean like Clamp did Sailor Moon or Beyond the Bot? Um Clamp. They and that's the thing too. They've also like drawn a lot of um mm -hmm. like other series and stuff. Um it's funny that you say that. Do you ever see that meme and they're like of uh, Sailor Moon the original series and they put together like all the um artists like because you know they had different artists different episodes mm -hmm. and they put together like all the different art styles <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen that man i need to look for that I, I, yeah i'll definitely. send it to you because you once you like look at it you do recognize like oh i definitely know because this is one there's like a man artist a man artist there's a male artist <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of He's done a majority of Sailor Moon episodes and the way he draws Sailor Moon compared to all the other artists is so, I think that's the one that most of us remember. And until they put him side by side, you don't really realize how different Sailor Moon looks like episode to episode. Yeah, I didn't realize it until much later too when people started pointing out different artists and I was just like, oh yeah, that does look different from this. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so funny. I will but send yeah. that to you. Please do, yeah. There's there's definitely overlap, I'm sure. But I was just like, not sure. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yes, thank you so much for having. This is my life's dream. Um, now I can go back to running the Sailor Moon fan club. Fan club. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, and I will definitely be putting in my order whenever those Sailor Moon uh, items go up. <laughs> yeah, soon. Yeah. soon, 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 soon. Um, and then once again, I'm Victoria L. Johnson. You can find me at Miss Old School. It's Old School with a K on Twitter and Instagram. 
And you can find the podcast at Mooney's Club on Twitter and Mooney's underscore club on Instagram. And we also have merch at Mooney'sClub.com. So if you want some, some merch, some Sailor Moon inspired merch, you can go and check that out. Yeah. Thanks, Lisa, again. Thanks. <laughs> Bye, Mooney's.